Okay. Praise God. Well, let's go look at some more history here. Praise the Lord. Oh, I was going to Matthew chapter chapter one here first, and uh, let's get this going here. There we go. All right. Uh, let's go to no. Let's skip it up to here. We go. Let's go to Matthew chapter one and look at this. It, it's just so funny when you read your Bible. You see the historic element jump out. It's not this mythological stuff, you know. Oh, and you have to you have to bite your tongue and believe all kind of crazy things to believe evolution. It's not like well, that's the fallback. No, it's not. It's ridiculous. <laughs> they have it's not, and I found it's not just it's not just T Rex flesh they found with active. I mean, with 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 blood cells in it. It's not supposed to be. It's supposed to have been replaced by collagen. What's that? After millions of years, it gets replaced by something else. It gets washed out. That's what becomes a stone lover. So this supposed dinosaur that had been whatever, now they've got a uh, uh, triceratops, and they found the same thing, and it's, it's all over. Just just go look. And they kicked this one guy out of USC, uh, uh, what his name is, and, but he, he got his job back because they were trying to railroad him because you know why? The other professor, we're not going to have you preaching your religion in this institution. It's a... Research is research. It's not about pushing your... Just at least acknowledge there's research out there. It's like you should at least acknowledge that the rings of Saturn are expanding. And you can time them. Well, they moved about a foot and a half today. Okay, do that a billion years, see what happened. Well, they wouldn't be there. Ah, hello. The sun. The sun's not that old. It's got certain gases that are still there. We got blue stars. They're not supposed to have any blue stars. There's billions of years of blue stars. They're supposed to have been gone. And see, it's myth when they, remember you hear all this stuff, when a new star is born. There's not any, they've never seen one. It's a theory. Okay, but anyway. These are the ancestors, Matthew 1, of Jesus Christ. Look at this. A descendant of King David and Abraham. That's why you have to involve yourself in a little, do I believe this or not? Well, I tell you what, this is Matthew. This is, Matthew, remember, was a tax collector. These are the historic events that he wrote down about Jesus, okay? Liar, liar, pants on fire. Well, <laughs> we know better. And, but we got people that just denial. No, 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 no. No such thing as a guy named Abraham. Oh, please. Well, thank God we know. This is where our faith resides. We're, we, we fully believe the Bible. Look, Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. When God began creating the heavens and the earth, <laughs> he did not. It's mythological. Man, this carries all the way from, let's go all the way to the end of the Bible. All the way to the end of the Bible. Look at this. This is, this is history going forward. Watch this. All right, here we go. Catch that with me. Here we go. It, it unveils some of the future activities that we mythologically think will happen. No, no it's going to happen. Praise the Lord. Uh, notice, he, he, notice he says, if you read this aloud to the church, you'll receive a special blessing. We don't believe in blessings. Yeah, we do, too. And it'll happen to you if you read it yourself. Anyway, let's go on down here uh, a little further about Jesus. Uh, let's see. He's far, look, he says he's the first to rise from the dead, greater than any other king. Uh, he loves us, set us free from our sins. Just we got through, through singing, you know. Look at this. Oh, uh, Oops, hang on a second. What else does he say here? Uh, da, 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 da. Yeah. Look, he said he's going to be arriving, surrounded by clouds. Every eye will see him and those who pierced him. That's a scripture. One of the psalmists wrote about that. Well, look at this. He said, I am the Alpha. I am the A and the Z, Alpha and Omega. Remember? That's what, so what that means to the Living Bible. Oh, yes, yeah, A to Z. That's what it is. Look at that. 
The beginning? No, 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 no. The Chinese have their own. No, they don't. There's only one. Well, they may, but it's only what they come up with. And their history goes back to a guy by the name of Nohi. Who would that be? Somebody who survived a big flood. The Chinese, what are they doing with a civilization, uh, historic belief, along with 300 other countries that believe the same thing? They have, it goes back to a flood. You know, it's likely there was a flood. <laughs> yeah, there was. Look at that. The beginning and the ending of all things. Boy, he stuck his neck out there. Look at that. Who is and who was and is coming again. Let's go back to something else here. Look at the book of John. This is John 3.16, but we're going to go John 1 and verse 1. Look how the Lord put, sticks his neck out there. Before anything else existed, there was Christ. Now, you remember John 1.1 1, 1 says, In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. He's referencing Jesus. But look at the point. Before anything else existed. That's the reason the atheists and people like that just laugh. Ha ha! What a dummy. Y'all believe that. What do you believe? Well, thousands and well, millions and millions, billions and billions of years ago, the water rained on the rocks, and basically a dog came from a rock. We came from rocks. Does that make sense? We came from a rock? Man, come on. This is a whole lot easier because we got a record that this guy was actually here. He was healing everybody. And he said, don't just believe me. Believe because of the miracles. We got miracles following us all around. Plus, the whole beauty of everything is intelligent design. Praise the Lord. He's always been alive. And he himself is God. Nah, come on. Come on, Jesus. Quit saying this. I, I cannot tell my friends at, at the University of so-and-so. Don't be saying this. This is embarrassing to me. No, it's not embarrassing to me at all. Look what it says. He created everything. If you didn't catch it, nothing exists that he didn't make. Wow. Eternal life is in him. Wow. All right, so here we go. So he said, we've got a record that his descendants... Uh, we're from, uh, we're from uh, what do we say, David. Okay, so let's pick up where we left off here. Remember over in the good old chapter 17 is when David, first thing comes up with here, 1 Samuel 17, is here comes Goliath. And you know, David goes out and wipes him out. Okay, then the first king, which is Saul, he took David into his household. He loved him. Look at the immediate bond. But oh my gosh, in this chapter... That immediate bond dissolved real quickly. Something happened when the victorious Israeli army was returning after David killed Goliath. Women came out from all... Oh, by the way, David wrote the 23rd Psalm. Does it include us? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down. He prepares a table for us in the presence of our enemies. Surely goodness and mercy. Remember, those are, those are daily, every day. When things are falling apart, look for the table. Hey, remember, look for the no fear. I just praise God. I mean, I, I don't know what your fears are, but man, my fears were like... I was like, I was crossing that old River Jordan. <laughs> I'm thinking, I'm going to die. This plane, they're not going to have a flight crash till today. My flight's going to... No, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Anyway, women came out from, and to celebrate and to cheer for King Saul and were singing and dancing for, with joy. This is history, isn't it? However, this was their song. Saul has slain his thousands and David, oh no, his ten thousands. Well, man, he's got him ten to one, doesn't he? That ticked him off. Saul was angry. Well, now you know the next two chapters, Saul's trying to kill him. Okay. Uh, Jonathan, Saul's brother, I mean, excuse me, Saul's son, he said, no, there's no way that's going to happen. But he found out it was. So in the last of this chapter, this is where we left off. Uh, David came out from the edge of the field, you know. Uh, both of them were crying and said goodbye to each other. 
especially David. At last, Jonathan, that Saul's son, said to David, Cheer up, we've entrusted each other and each other's children into God's hands forever. Now, what was that? That they'd be saved and go to heaven? No! When a new king comes on, boy, you killed all the other ones, all the other descendants. Well, Saul and David were, I mean, excuse me, David and Jonathan were, they weren't going to happen. They loved each other. Jonathan went his way, and he returned, and anyway, uh, David went somewhere else. Now, this story right here, referenced by Jesus. So that meant everything we already read over there and all the, pre, all the other stuff, this whole thing, Jesus assumes that we do this. Uh, matter of fact, I'll show you this, and then we'll pick up where the history is. So let's see, well, where did he say that, Richard? I'll show you. We'll go to the book of Matthew. Remember, it's history, so you can, Jesus is already in heaven here at the, at the last verse of, of chapter 28, so it's going to be in here somewhere. And I just happen to know, um, I think it's 12, let's see. They were going through the cornfields. Yeah, hit it right on the button. Look at this. About that time, Jesus was walking through the cornfields, through some grain fields with his disciples. It was on the Sabbath. Don't work on Remember, we got the blue laws. So we relate to this. We don't have the blue laws anymore. You young guys don't even know what that was. Man, on Sunday, man, there was nothing open in Huntsville. You turn on the TV, and there'd be a guy arrested for opening up something. <laughs> Kroger's would open up, and they'd arrest him. I thought, what's going on? We didn't go nowhere on Sunday. We didn't go out to eat because there wasn't nothing open. Oh, here we go. His disciples were very hungry. They began breaking off the wheat and eating the grain. And the picky little religious people, you can't do that. No, 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 no. Sabbath day. Some of the Pharisees saw them do it, and they protested. Your disciples are breaking the law. They're harvesting on the Sabbath day. Yeah, man, my fingers are a combine, you know. Wow. Yeah, picking cotton, whatever. Jesus said, look at that. Haven't you read what King David, who never existed, did? And he and his friends were hungry. <gasps> wow, look at that. So something was up. All right. Now, uh, anyway, so let's go, let's go back to where we were. Here's the history. Wow, Jesus said, haven't you read? Okay, let's read. I think it's chapter 19, is that right? Uh, next one over. Here it goes. David went to the city of Nob to see Ahimelech, the priest. Now let me remind you something about, remember Hitler and the KGB, whatever? Yep. That's basically what's going on here. Ahimelech, the priest, we'll just call him Al or whatever, Albert. He trembled when he saw him. Why? Because everybody already knew Saul hated David, wanted him dead. If you see David, if you support him, we're going to kill you. He's trembling. Are you alone? No, why are you alone? He said, why is no one with you? The king sent me on a private matter. David lied. Well, that blows your salvation. Oh, are you kidding me? You know in your own life sometimes that happens. And David just, you know. This was just best for him. Oh my God, all Lakers be, all liars, all Lakers, yeah. All liars be thrown in, <laughs> they will be Lakers. <laughs> all liars be thrown into the lake of fire, you know, whatever, okay. Then you would be a Laker, okay, here we go. Uh, the king sent me on a private matter. He lied, look at that. He told me not to tell anyone why I'm here. I've told my men where to meet me later. Now, what's there here to eat, you know? Give me five loaves of bread or anything else you can. Uh, we don't have any regular bread, the priest replied, but there is holy bread, which I guess you can have if, if only your young men have not slept with any women for a while. Rest assured. I mean, come on, David's lying again here too, whatever. I mean, they're hungry, whatever. But let's just keep going. It's history, isn't it? I never let my men run wild when they're on expeditions. And since they stay clean, even on ordinary trips, how much more on this one? So there was no food available. The priest gave him. So since there was no food, the priest gave him the holy bread. Look, at the, look what it's called. Remember, this flashes back to 
in Exodus, the latter part of Exodus, when Moses had the instructions. He didn't come up with them. God told him, create the bread, put it on this table. It showed what? The bread of His presence. When the people went to Jerusalem every year, they, could, they knew that, praise the Lord, the bread of the presence of the Lord was in there. That's the reason when David, matter of fact, we'll see some history coming up here. When David is being chased by Saul, he fires back at Saul and says, you have chased me away from the presence of the Lord. I want to be back in Jerusalem. You're chasing me like a dog. This was real. This was real. All right, anyway. That was placed before the Lord in the tabernacle. It had, been, it had been just been replaced that day with fresh bread. Praise the Lord. You got fresh donuts, Bob. Look at that. Now look at this little bit of history right here. Look at this. Yeah. Incidentally, Doeg, call him Doug, whatever, the Edomite. Now who's he? The Edomite, he was one of, uh, remember, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Jacob had a brother named what? Esau. Esau's brother's descendants were called the Edomites, meaning red stuff. That was the soup he ate, and he's traded his birthright for it. I mean, you see how this stuff is like, how are they sewing all these threads together and making it fit? That's because you don't have to lie when it's history. It's history. It's just facts. You know? Anyway. But Doeg was standing there. Now, remember, he's like the KGB. I'm telling. They're going to have the... Nazis there before dark, and all these guys are going to get executed. It's terrible. Jesus said, didn't you read this story? There was at that time for the ceremonial purification. He did certain things. We've read about that in Exodus and Leviticus, Numbers. Okay. David asked Ahimelech if he had a spear or sword there to use. Look at that. Now remember, David didn't even have a sword. The king's business required such haste that I left in such a rush that I went away without a weapon. Lie, lie, lie. Wow. About three of them now. Don't worry about it. Well, the priest said, I have... Boy, look how they're playing along with this fairy tale. They're not playing along with a fairy tale. Goliath was nine feet tall. He had a great, great, great uh, granddaddy that was an angel is what happened. These fallen angels. That's why these things, guys, were huge. Uh, the Philistine, the fellow you killed in the Valley Elah. See how the, this priest knew? He knew. It's wrapped in a cloth in the closet, in the clothes closet. Take that if you want to. There's nothing else. Look what David said, because he knew. He said, oh, just a thing. <laughs> Give it to me. He's like dusting these other strapping fellas here. Man, yeah, I can swing that thing. David hurried on, for he was fearful of Saul and went to King Achish of Gath. Notice this. What was that? Why was David? David's afraid? Yeah, hello. We all get afraid. Let's go, let's go look at something David said one time. This is Psalm 20, uh, this is Samuel 21. Let's look at something he wrote down, thought it was very important, and he sang it. Uh, I think it's 56. 56. Let's try this. Yeah, look at this. Lord, have mercy on me. All day long, the enemy troops press in. That's what we're reading. So many are proud to fight against me. How they long to conquer me. Oh, this is about heaven, isn't it? No. But when I am afraid, this is so important. Even if it takes you 10 minutes to get your act together, get on this. I will put my confidence in you. Matter of fact, one time, we'll get to it. David, it's a few chapters where we are. (laughs) David thinks, I'm toast, I'm toast. Saul's army, which was not a bunch of Mickey Mouse people, got on one side of the mountain, and David thought it was over with. He even said so. He said, this is it. And all of a sudden... Saul over here with his troops gets a cell phone message. Uh, Jerusalem's being attacked by the Philistines. <laughs> so Saul has to take off back home to defend his hometown. And David's going, praise God. Well, here you go. This is why he says it. 
when I'm afraid, I'll put my trust in you. Yes, I will trust the promises of God. Now, see how strong that is. Richard, you don't really believe you have a promise that the Lord will help you. Yes, I know the man, praise the Lord. And since I'm trusting him, what can mere man do to me? They can't do anything to you. Boy, so fascinating. Remember, and David, we're gonna, we'll see it in a minute. David's going to face, get face to face with, uh, uh, with Saul. Saul's going to go in a cave and go to the bathroom. Okay, let's see where I'm at right here. Let's try this. No, no, no. Well, let me hit this anyway. Boom, boom, boom. Where are we at? All right, here we go. So, uh, the bread of his presence. Here's Doeg. Okay, he left in a rush. Okay, he hurried for fear. So he went to king. Look at this. He goes next door neighbor to another king. But King Asia's officers were unhappy about him being there. Now, look what he says. Is this not history? Yeah, two chapters before. The whole area knew about David. Is he not the top leader? Now remember, he ain't that old. Isn't he the one the people were honoring with their dances, saying Saul has slain his thousands and David his ten thousands? Now they're like, jump back. He may be going to kill us all. David heard these comments. There's that fear again. He was afraid. Aren't you glad you know David's a real person instead of going, he's a big harpist and his only flaw was Bathsheba, but he learned not to have lust in his heart. Oh, please, come on. Don't believe that stuff. Believe the history. You just believe in what preachers say instead of reading the Bible. <coughs> Boy, he was. A, look what he did here. He pretended to be insane. I know the times and time before, I thought somebody was approaching my car and I didn't want to. I pulled my phone out. Yeah, hey, how you doing there? Yeah. Is this so? Uh, yeah. How's the police department doing, Dad? Yeah. Got out of the jam. I didn't know what that guy he was a look what he did. This is the precious David. He pretended to, and he killed Goliath. Look what he's doing here. He pretends to be insane. He scratched on the doors, let his spittle flow down on his beard, and finally, look what the king says. Now you gotta understand, David's going, "Praise God! God got me out of this." The king says, "Must you bring me a madman? We have enough of them around here." Should such a fellow be here as my guest? <laughs> God. So David left, and he escaped to the cave of Adon, where his brothers and his relatives soon joined him. Remember the story. He's got kinfolk, so what would Saul try to do? You've seen this on your favorite uh, thriller movies. I'm going to kill his dad. We're going to get ransom. Look what he did. Others began coming. They were soon in any kind of trouble, such as being in debt or merely discontent, until David was a leader of about 400 men. Now we got some numbers. He's got 400 people. Later, David left, went to Mizpah in Moab to ask permission, there it is, of the king for his father and mother to live there. What? In protection. You've heard this. What do you call it? Witness protection plan. <laughs> so the king of Moab, uh, he allowed royal protection until David knew what God was going to do for him. They stayed in Moab the entire time, the period uh, when David was living in the cave. Okay. One day, the prophet Gad told David to leave the cave and return to the land of Judah. So we headed back a little bit. David went into the forest of Hereth, okay, Bankhead Forest. News of his arrival in Judah soon reached Saul. All right, Saul's going to kill him. He was in Gibeah at the time, sitting beneath an oak tree, playing with his spear. Kind of been good at that, hadn't he? Surrounded by his officers. But look what he says. Now remember, this guy's a total loser because he doesn't want to listen to the Lord anymore. It was his fault. 
And all he's interested in doing is killing David. And everybody's saying, why do you want to kill David? He's helped you. He loves you. Listen here, you men of Benjamin. Saul exclaimed when he heard the news, David has, has David promised you fields, vineyards, and commissions in his army? Is that why you're against me? He knew everybody in the whole army loved David. Now don't forget about Doeg, the idiot, the Edomite. Remember that? Yep. Is that why you're against me? For not one of you has ever told me that my own son is on David's side. Jonathan, you're not even sorry for me. What a loser. Think of it. My own son encouraging David to come kill me. Well, that was a lie. He's letting his mind get away with it. Oh, here we go. Then Doeg the Edomite, who was standing there with Saul's men. When I was in Nob, I saw David talking to Ahimelech, the priest. Ahimelech consulted the Lord to find out what David should do and gave him food and the sword of Goliath. Well, Saul's going to have them all executed right here. Now watch what history tells us here. He immediately summoned Ahimelech and all his family and all the other priests. They arrived and Saul... What's Christian like? He was nice. No, this is history. He blew his top. He screamed at him. Listen to me, you son of a high tub. That was Abimelech. He read Abimelech. They always give the genealogy. That's another thing. Well, why do they keep doing that? Because our records are true. What is it? Quaver. Now he's scared. Why have you and why have you and David conspired against me? Saul demanded. Why did you give him food and a sword and to talk to God for him? Why did you encourage him to revolt against me and to come here and attack me? Now remember, David lied to him. But sir, Ahimelech said, is there anyone among your servants? Look what he said. This is what we need to pick up on. We need to be this good. And we all say, well, we need to be, keep being good people. The payoff is great. Be kind to your friends. Be kind to everybody. Praise the Lord. I mean, look him. Is there anyone among all your servants as faithful as David, your son-in-law? Remember, he's married this time. Why, he is the captain of your bodyguard and a highly honored member of your household. This was certainly not the first time I consulted God. It's unfair for you to accuse me and my family of this matter. We knew nothing of any plot against you. What does Saul do here? This is where you see Saul is totally controlled by the devil. You'll die. Along with your entire family. God, that's bad. We need to call the government because that's not nice. What about the little kids? They don't have kids. That's why I'm saying it's like the KGB. Look what he did here. He ordered the bodyguards, kill the priest. They're allies and conspiracy with David. They knew he was running away from me, but they didn't tell. Look at that verse. God, that's not history. The clergy, I mean, the, the soldiers were like, they ain't doing that. <laughs> Get somebody else, boss. They were, they no. Look at this. Then the king said to Doeg, oh, you do it. So Doeg returned on them and killed them, 85 priests and all, wearing the holy garments, the priestly robes. Then he went to Nob, there you go. The city of the priests killed the priest's family, the men, the women, the children, the babies. He talked about control by the devil. See, it wasn't just Jesus when he was born. He goes to Egypt and all of the babies two years and old were killed. The slaughtering was just going everywhere. Now look what happens here. This is so powerful. Watch this. Okay. Only Abathar, that's who Jesus mentioned, one of the sons of Ahimelech, he escaped and fled to David. When he told him what Saul had done, look what David said. I knew it, I knew it, I knew it. When I saw Doeg there, I knew he would tell Saul. Now, this, this, this just jokes me up. Because look at the position of David. 
Stay here with me. I mean, does he know this guy? No, he knows love. And he knew this guy's dad helped him. But David also knew this guy was clergy. He was, he was, you didn't, you didn't just do what you want to with the Lord back in those days. You, you could pray all you want to, but you couldn't go into that holy area. Anyway, stay here with me, and I'll protect you with my own life. Look at this. Any harm to you will be over my dead You can believe it this time. David will be killed. There is no way. Now watch this. See how powerful these Sunday school stories are? We used to say, oh, you go Sunday school read these stories. Oh. One day, news came to David that the Philistines were in Keilah uh, robbing the threshing floor. No, they were, they, the Philistines had attacked this farm out there. David asked the Lord, hey, shall I go attack them? Yeah, go and save them, the Lord told him. But David's men said, we're afraid even here in Judah. We certainly don't want to go to this town and fight the whole Philistine army. David's like, hey, no big deal. David knew the Lord's able to save by many or few. Don't worry about it. David asked the Lord again. The Lord replied, go down to Keilah and I'll help you conquer the Philistines. They went down to Keilah and they slaughtered them. They confiscated their cattle so the people of Keilah were saved. Abathar the priest went to Keilah with David, taking his ephod. That was the clothes he wore to get answers uh, for David from the Lord. I mean, they, they were already run out of Jerusalem, but that, this priest still had his priestly garments on. Remember, those priestly garments were built, they were designed on purpose, not because, I think that looks sharp. No, every part of that garment, Moses was told by the Lord, this will represent you in front of me. I will see the, the, the 12 tribes of, Je, of, Je, of, excuse me, of Israel on your foreheads and whatever. There were 12 stones across the front. Your, your name is encarved on Jesus. Every time Jesus, and he's sitting at the right hand of the Father, guess what? The Father's thinking that's you. That's what all that stuff is about. Good, he exclaimed. No, excuse me. Saul found out, hey, I'm going to kill him. Good, he exclaimed. We got him now, for God's delivered him to me, and he's trapped himself into a walled city. This is 1 Samuel 23. So Saul mobilized his entire army to march to Keilah to besiege David and his men. But David learned of Saul's plan and told Abathar the priest to bring the ephod and ask the Lord what he should do. O Lord God of Israel, David said, I've heard that Saul is planning to come and destroy Keilah because I'm here. That'd be a bad deal. Look what he says, though. Will the men of this town turn me over? <laughs> uh, will Saul actually come? As I heard, the Lord, O Lord God of Israel, please tell me. Well, you can't ask the Lord for that. How many people in Africa need that? That's just very selfish prayer, isn't it? We all have a relationship with our friends and with our families, but when it comes to Jesus, we treat him like, you know, he's, he's, he doesn't want to talk to Richard. He does want to talk to you. Jesus on the main line. Tell him what you want. Right here. Boy, the Lord replied, yeah, they're going to betray you. <laughs> okay, all right. David and his men, about 600 of them now. Remember, they were 400, now they're 600. They left Keilah and began roaming the countryside. Word soon reached that Saul, had that Saul, that David had escaped, and he didn't go thereafter. David now lived in the wilderness caves of the hill of Ziph. One day, near Horish, he received news that Saul was on the way to Ziph to search, search for him. Okay, what's this? I mean, it's just one after another, he escapes. He hunted him day after day, but the Lord didn't let him find him. Praise the Lord. Now look at this. Prince Jonathan, that's Saul's son, now went to find David. Boy, he met him. Isn't that something? Without email, without anything, how can he find him? Jesus, Jesus. He met him at Horus and encouraged him, look at that, in his faith in God. He said, don't worry about my dad. The Lord's going to protect you. Don't be afraid, Jonathan assured him. My father will never find you. <laughs> how do you know? Look at this. You're going to be the king of Israel. And I'll be next to you as my father is well aware. 
Well, you know the story. Jonathan's going to get killed here in another couple of chapters. It breaks David's heart. But David winds up being king. So the two of them, they renewed their pact of friendship. David stayed at Horish while Jonathan returned home. But now the men of Ziph. Oh, these losers. We know where he is. KGB. Go tell Hitler. So they went to Saul and Gideon betrayed David. We know where he is. Well, let's just see how smart those rats are. Yeah, but Richard, I could win if it weren't for people. Just people. I just hear people talking about me all the time. I cut it out. You don't need anybody but Jesus. It doesn't matter what people say. The Lord's going to help you. We know where he's hiding, they said. He's in the caves of Horse on the, on the Hakila Hill, down in the southern part of the wilderness. Come on down, sir, and we'll catch him for you. Your fondest wish will be fulfilled. Well, praise the Lord. Yeah, he's a real believer, ain't he? At last, someone's got pity on him. Go check and be sure where he's staying uh, and who has seen him there, for I know he's very crafty. Well, that's a good point about you and I. People know they can't outsmart us either. Here we go. We'll stop here. Discovering his hiding place, then I'll come back and give you more definite report. Then I'll go with you. For uh, And if he's in the area at all, I'll find him if I have to search every inch of the land. So... The men of Ziph returned home, but when David heard Saul was on his way, he and his men went further into the wilderness. But Saul followed him there. David and his men were now on opposite sides of the mountain. As Saul and his men began, look at this. This was that verse I was trying to tell you. As Saul and his men began to close in, <laughs> David's thinking, ah, this is going to be it. David tried his best to escape, but it was no use. Look at this. But just then, ring, ding, 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 uh, boss, it's for you. Jerusalem. Are being attacked by the Philistines? <laughs> Can't you get back here? They got your mom. Ah! <laughs> anyway, they're playing around in your palace in your kitchen. They're watching ESPN on the couch. Okay. Just then a message reached Saul that the Philistines notice this. Just then. Just then. It just always happens that way. Praise God. God gets you out. Man, hallelujah. That the Philistines were raiding Israel again. So Saul quit the chase. Return to fight the Philistines. Ever since that time, look what David did. Now watch closely. This is why you know it's history and why you know the Lord had something to do with it for David. <sighs> Ever since that time, the place where David was camped has been called the Rock of Escape. Right. Hallelujah. It's going to keep on going, but we're going to stop right here. Then David went to live in the caves of Engedi. Praise the Lord. And remember, it doesn't quit here. We don't read this ten years later. Watch. I'm just, just going to start the sentence. Look at this. After Saul's word. So you can't wait forever. The markers were there to help us when we're at church to be on schedule. <laughs> you know, uh, where is that at? Well, it's in the middle of your Bible. Back a little bit to the left. Somebody in the back goes, no, it's further to the right. and It's over here. We'd have a heart. And if the pages weren't numbered, it's in that scroll somewhere. <laughs> you know, that's why it's there. Father, we just thank you for your word today. We thank you, Lord. These things are true. Hallelujah. All the things David wrote down to the Psalms, Jesus referred to them too. We just thank you, Lord. We have the help of the Lord. David was always getting out of trouble. Somebody just like you and I. Praise the Lord. So, Father, we just thank you, Lord. If we're in any trouble today, you'll get us out. If we're sick, you'll take care of that. Hallelujah. If we're suffering financially, you'll fix that. And if it's some other problem, praise God. It doesn't matter. You're so great, you'll get us out. Lord, that doesn't need anything left for us to tell us about Jesus and tell them all the great things you've been doing for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Oh, cool. Man, we ride. I didn't know yesterday.